Welcome to another episode of Eleanor Crawford Unplugged. This is me, entirely unplugged, transparent, raw, and ready to share the experiences and the learnings in my life that will bring you value to help you manifest the life that you truly desire and that you fucking well truly deserve. I'm here to share it all so that I can help you live your best life. We all know life is precious, so let's make the most of the one that we have. So enjoy this episode. Please share it with someone that you love, and I will see you on the flip side. Big loves from me. Hello, how are you today? I'm recording this on the Tuesday before Christmas and I wanted to talk more about people's experience of Christmas to reflect on my roller coaster that is the lead up to Christmas and to absolutely give everyone permission to experience Christmas however it feels right for you. Because I think there is so much pressure at this time of year to do all the things, go to all the events, make all the food, give all the gifts, and just always be joyful and happy and excited. And that's not how everyone experiences Christmas. And it's definitely not how I experience Christmas. I remember when I was a little girl just being so, so excited. My parents were just the best, you know. They, I woke up every Christmas morning with, with very, very exciting gifts at the foot of my bed. I remember leaving a pillowcase out for Father Christmas and then, you know, having a beautiful day with family and, you know, I was very, very, very lucky and fortunate. And then as you grow up and I think, you know, Christmas loses its appeal and sparkle a little in teenage years. And then when you have kids, it sort of reinvigorates and it becomes exciting again. But when you are coming from a place of grief, and I'm going to just give you a bit of context around that, grief never leaves you. It is always a sidekick. When you've lost someone close to you, It is always your sidekick and you're always navigating life through a lens of grief. Now, there are times when it doesn't touch me at all. There are times when I wouldn't even consider myself in grief, but it's always there. How I explain it is it's like the bedrock of my emotions. So if something triggers me and I start to bottom out and my frequency starts to lower and my energy starts to lower, it hits grief. Because it's, it's like it's always there. It's a permanent fixture in my psyche. For the last 21 years almost, I have been dealing with the grief of losing Chloe. But it's not just the date in January, the 17th of January. It is also this time of year because it was around the 8th of December when Chloe was put into hospital And then we were flown to Sydney and then she just got sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker. And then on the 1st of January, she had what was meant to be life-saving surgery, which ended up being a diagnosis of cancer. And then she died on the 17th. So this six weeks from the beginning of December to when she died has so many big memories and so many big feelings in there for me. You know, that year in 2001, we spent Christmas in the hospital in Sydney in Westmead Hospital. And 
I was out shopping and wrapping presents and putting them by a tree next to my daughter's hospital bed as she just got sicker and sicker and thinner and thinner. And it was just a horrible time. It was awful. And so even though Christmas is full of joy and full of love, and, you know, I also feel that there's this dichotomy where, you know, I feel all of the joy and all of the love and all of the excitement, there is also this thread of sadness and remembering and memories and grief that also threads through it. It's like this tapestry where some threads are joyful and beautiful and full of love and some threads are sad and grief-stricken and you know, a bit angry, there's still some anger there, like, why the fuck isn't my daughter here with me celebrating Christmas, you know? And, you know, I understand that I am among a big cohort of human beings who also experience this tapestry threads of all these different emotions, and I wanted to honour and acknowledge that today in in this podcast. Something happened for me on the weekend. We had a big family celebration from my nephew's marriage. The wedding actually happened earlier this year, but this particular nephew has not been really involved in our life. And so we're sort of just building the bridges. And so on Sunday, um, everyone came to Adelaide and we had this big family celebration. Now, my siblings, there are seven of us. One One of us already passed away, so there's already that grief that my brother, my oldest brother, has already passed away. And then of the seven of us, three of us have lost children. So that's not even a numbers game. That's not even someone saying, well, because there's so many of you, you have to expect that one of you would lose your kids or three of you would lose your kids. That's just numbers. Well, that's just bullshit. You know, <laughs> like you can be as lucky, as privileged, as fortunate, as wealthy, as whatever, and still lose a child. And I believe that losing a child is one of the biggest life experiences that you can have. And so I'm sitting there while my brother makes a beautiful heartfelt speech about his son and his relatively new wife and welcoming his wife's parents into our family. And he mentions his son who passed away 10 years ago and how that his son had known that his brother had met this woman and thought it was going to be a long-term thing. And when, as soon as I heard my brother recount that story, I just started to feel this emotion well up in me that that my nephew had known that his brother had met someone and that it was going to eventuate in probably, you know, a lifelong relationship. And it was such a beautiful connection for me to know that that Thomas had known that, you know, before he died, he knew that his brother was had was partnered. And that felt like a lovely connection for me, but it brought up a lot of emotion as well. And that's after witnessing my three sons and their partners just hanging out together. And I, I look at that picture, that beautiful picture of absolute love and these three beautiful, you know, young men who I have birthed and nurtured and completely screwed up, I'm sure, but who I, who I love fiercely as a mother and who I'm so proud of, the individualism of them and the way that they are building their own lives. And I look at that with such pride and love, and yet on the flip side, I know that there is someone missing and that that picture could be so different if Chloe were here. And she's not. And so 
these family events that we experience, particularly this time of year, because they could just be, you know, more opportunistic to have these family events. These are the ones that bring up all these duality of feelings. You know, there was so much love in that room. I was talking to my brother yesterday about it and said, you know, how did you feel about it? And he just said, there was so much unconditional love in the room. When you come from a big family like that, there, there is a risk that there is going to be fractures and estrangements. But we have been so fortunate due to our mum and dad, like our mum was just pure love, love on legs, and she instilled that in us. And so there must have been, I would imagine, 50 people all related there. And it was just this overwhelming feeling of love. So there's that. There's just love all there. And then there's three of us who are missing kids. And that fucking sucks, you know. That is so, so sucky. So there's this duality of emotion. There's the feelings of complete love, unconditional love, absolute family, connection, gratitude, feeling blessed and fortunate. Like I skipped into this family at the very last minute and I feel so fortunate and grateful for that. It was obviously my 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 karma, my life purpose to be within this family and I'm so, so grateful. And yet on the other side, I am so grief-stricken that I don't get to do every Christmas with my daughter. I don't get to see her grow up, get married, have kids, any of that. I don't get to witness my sons live their lives with a sister in their actual physical life. Now, I get that Chloe's energy is still here. I get that she's still here. I know know that I saw her survive her death. I saw that. I saw her body die. And when her body died, there was not Chloe. Chloe was not there. But doesn't mean I don't miss the physicality of her and the milestones and the mother-daughter things because I think that the mother-daughter relationship is so special. So, yes, I just wanted to talk a bit today about the fact that not everyone gets to travel this, this month with pure joy and pure happiness and there's so much stress and, and there's so much pressure to have Christmas a certain way and you know you may have been working your ass off all year to have two long weekends and then you're back on the grindstone again in January and you are doing it again for another year and there's you know there's if you're a parent there's all these things around in the end of school year and how there's all these concerts and there just seems to be so many more commitments around kids at school than there used to be when my kids were little or even when I was younger so there's all this pressure and there's all this, um, you know, it could be associated stress. And I've been thinking about it because for me, Christmas is all about, for me, has been in the past all about giving gifts. That is my love language. Giving gifts is one of my predominant love languages. I love giving gifts. But Christmas can be really overwhelming because now my, my, sort of approach to gift giving has sort of shifted a little because you know it's just not sustainable from an environmental point of view we're just giving all this crap and one where is everyone going to put it how if are they even going to understand that it was a christmas gift given with so much love and joy from me you know six months months down the track um and you know the the world is just dying with clutter and so that is sort of changing for me as well 
and simplicity and being simple as far as Christmas giving has sort of stepped up a little bit this year. Uh, there are still, I'm looking right now at my table, I'm just about to do my wrapping for Christmas and I'm looking at what I have bought for Christmas gifts. And most of them are for my grandkids, right? Because that's where the magic is. The magic is in their their experience of Christmas. And so that's okay. I feel okay with what I've bought and I just hope it doesn't all get discarded and then end up in landfill. That's That would be really not something that I would be happy about. So Christmas, Christmas is beautiful. It is a double-edged sword, a double-edged experience. And so I really wanted to encourage you to, to do a few things. One is to give yourself the grace to just feel the feelings, whatever they are, as a lead up to Christmas. Just feel the feelings. If it's sad, if it's pressure, if it's worry, if it's overwhelm, or if it's joy, if it's happiness, if it's love, all of them. And if it's a mixture, a mixed bag, just feel them all. Be present in every moment. How am I feeling now in my body, in my heart? And then honour that, acknowledge that. So there's that. And then also be kind to others. Everyone is on their own Christmas journey. They are all experiencing Christmas through their own lens. You know, they could come from a place of trauma or they could come from a place of poverty or they could come from a place of wealth or they could come from a place of, you know, loss or grief. And their lens is going to be completely different to yours. So just be kind to others, especially people in the service industry who are just working their asses off to serve us while we go about our consumer-driven Christmas fiasco. And so just be kind to everyone. You know, people in traffic, people in the shops, people at restaurants, family members. You know, just really try and be kind to others. And if you are in a place where you are estranged from someone else in your family or your friendship group or whoever it is, this is a beautiful time of year to reach out with love. Because when you are experiencing estrangement and the feelings that are associated with that, whether that be um, anger or fear or guilt or shame or hatred even, when you project those low vibrational energies out, you are actually attracting more at the same level. So this is why you feel shit, like energy out, energy in. Shit out, shit in. Anger out, anger in. Shame out, shame in. So this is a really beautiful time to really reflect on how you are feeling. And if there is someone in your world who triggers the fuck out of you, that is actually your responsibility. And I know you'll be going, L, what the fuck? It isn't. They did this to me. And they may have done something that did not sit well with you. They may have done something that hurt the crap out of you. But you are the one who is in control of your emotions. So if you respond with love, humility, understanding, knowing that it's their intention, not their behaviour, then you will feel better about yourself. You don't have to feel better about them. You don't have to make them feel better. This is about you feeling good about yourself. And if you're carrying these shipwreck burdens around that are that are the feelings of this estrangement, you're just making yourself feel like crap. 
You can feel great and joyful and happy and full of love despite what anything else is happening around you. Know that. You are autonomous. You can do that. It's just that we don't understand that. We're not taught that or demonstrated that. So if you are in the position where you would like to build some bridges, this is a beautiful time to do it. And the most key element of that is to is to do it without expectation or, or attachment to the outcome. It's not an exchange. It's not like I'm going to offer the olive branch or I'm going to offer love or an apology or whatever it is that suits you, sits well with you, without the expectation of having anything in return. And I think that's what we get caught up with, that it's an exchange, and it's not. This is about you feeling better about you. This is about you feeling better and more joyful and being able to be grateful for the beautiful, simple things in your world. And by giving out love or forgiveness or gratitude to someone who you are not vibing with, that all that does is it lifts your energy and your frequency up. It doesn't matter what it does for them. You don't know what what it will be doing to them. That's their responsibility, not yours. But it will make you feel better about your heart and your psyche and your approach and your experience in life. So I really encourage you that if there is someone in your life you'd like to build a bridge with, just start now. Just send them a note, send them a text, an email, whatever, a voice message, just with love and with no expectation of them responding in any way no expectation of them responding in kind even just do it for you not for them this is what forgiveness is all about forgiveness is about how it makes you feel not about how it makes someone else feel so this time of year remember everyone is traveling their own christmas journey some are like me are doing it with grief that is a a constant sidekick but at this time of year The sidekick is like standing there with hands on hips saying, pay attention to me now. So there are those people. There are people who are under financial stress. There are people who are under physical stress, who are under overwhelm, who are suffering from mental illness at this time of year. There are so many different stories out there that are happening and unfolding at this time of year. So just be kind. Be kind to other people and be kind to yourself. And if there is someone you want to reach out and build bridges with, just do it without any expectation because you will feel better. You will feel better. And that is the most important thing for your heart, your mind, your autonomy, the way you feel about yourself and life. You can't enjoy life. You can't be grateful for life if you're doing it through a lens of anger and betrayal and you know all that shit shit vibration frequency that those emotions bring us so lots of love to you this christmas i'm signing off for a little little break now i'm going to be off the airways for a couple of weeks in fact i'm not 100 percent sure when i'll be back it'll be back next year in 2023 i've got a massive project going on that i can't wait to share with you and i'm just going to take a break to sit in the sun to enjoy the beach, to be with my kids and to just have some time to maybe start my book. (laughs) I just spoke to 
my social media manager and she just said, that sounds amazing. Please send me a chapter. I really want to read it. And I'm going, are you sure? Yes, yes, please do. So maybe that will inspire me to start my book. Um, My book has actually got a title. Uh, It just doesn't have much else. But the title is From Idyllic to What the Fuck and Back Again. So this will be coming out hopefully in 2023 if I get my ass moving and start writing some words about my life. Lots of love to you over Christmas. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I'm so grateful. I mean, we are just inundated with beautiful podcasts and content. And so if you're listening to this, I know I only have a small listening group, but I just love you and thank you so much. And I really honour the fact that you dedicate your time to listening to what I've got to say. It really means the world to me. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. May 2023 bring love and joy and gratitude to you. And please be kind to yourself and to others. We'll see you next year. Big loves. Bye. Thanks for listening to Eleanor Crawford Unplugged. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it. Remember, if it resonated with you, it'll resonate with others. And the more women that we can help to create the life that they truly desire, the better off the whole world will be. I'll be back again with another episode really soon. And in the meantime, I want to send you all my love. Take care. And until next time, bye from me.